Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome to today's show, everyone. As we all know, kitchens are the heart of our homes and parties always seem to end up in the kitchen. So why not bring that party outside to an outdoor kitchen or your garden, right? Um, so Matt Herbert is with me today and we're here to talk everything about outdoor kitchens. So Matt has a combined passion for travel and kitchen design. It's taken him around the world from England to Australia and now Canada as an interior kitchen designer. He's inspired by the West Coast lifestyle. He's been recognized, uh, or he recognizes the opportunity to utilize his years of experience in both the kitchen um, design on the interior side, as well as the service that he's found to be really important. And he founded Sherwood Outdoor Kitchens. He's also a winner of the NKBA Outdoor Kitchen of the Year Award uh, in 2018 and 19. He's created multiple award-winning designs and is recognized as one of the leading outdoor kitchen specialists in North America. So welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you, Brandy. Nice to be I'm here. I'm like super excited to have you on the show. I love kitchens and what better place to have another kitchen than outside and you can, like I say, bring that party out there. So um, I wanted to have you on the show because, you know, there's so many people that are now focusing on the outdoors of their, their homes partly because of the pandemic, but now yeah. we're also recognizing that, you know, we have this really underutilized area of our property and sometimes just mowing the grass is, you know, it's okay. And it's great to have grass, but you know, how can we really utilize every little bit of our property to best effect and be able to enjoy it? Um, maybe even like, depending on where you are in the country or, or the world, you know, depending on how many seasons you have that you can actually enjoy things. But um, you know, here in Vancouver, we can almost enjoy things like every season of the year. So I wanted to get into uh, just some of those like top level basics to start with uh, for those people who are maybe dreaming about having a kitchen space and then we can maybe drill down into some more of the specifics around things. So in your estimation, when you start looking at a project and someone comes to you, um, what are those sort of those key components that people usually gravitate to and that we try and bring into a design? So we really try to kind of First, get a feel for the client, their entertaining needs. How many people do you typically entertain for? Uh, I mean, some families, Italians especially, like to have huge parties. With, uh, and, and of course, the, the design of the kitchen and the needs of that kitchen would be very different to uh, something maybe more in a condo where they'll be having three, four people over a weekend. And again, really just trying to dive into the needs of the client and 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 then just go from there. So again, if, we, if you're looking for large scale kitchens, you're probably looking pizza ovens, something that you can kind of, everyone can um, sh share part of the cooking in. Everyone likes, a pizza pot is a great example. There's lots of different toppings, lots of interaction, but of course with that, you need lots of counter space. Um, um, grill size, of course, the grills go from 24 inches all the way up to 54 inches. Um, and there's, most people don't need that. 36 inch grill is a great all round kind of grill. Doesn't, uh, but again, just trying to dive into people's needs, wants, requirements, and then just go from there. The nice thing with outdoors is there's lots of different 
options for cooking that you can't do inside. So there's smokers, there's charcoal, there's pizza ovens. And these are the elements that you can introduce into an outdoor kitchen that some people don't even realize uh, are available. Um, so that's kind of the where we typically tend to start uh, is just delving into the needs of the client. Um, and then we uh, we take it from there and kind of then that we, we take that into the design process. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'd also imagine that people would want to have um, maybe like a bar fridge or, um, you know, an, an outdoor sink, for instance, or something like that, like sort of those, those, the same sort of key components that you'd find in an indoor kitchen, you know, you can need your, your cook prep space, you need your, your wash up area, and then you need your sort of your waste or recycling centers. Exactly. I mean, the one thing, but especially with fridges, like people say, well, I've got a fridge and it's just inside, but you want to keep the party outside. You don't want kind of people going in and out. And especially my, my, I, I've, uh, I have to keep all my meat out in my outdoor fridge because to keep it away from the interior. So there's lots of uses for the outdoor fridge um, and just keeping, um, again, keeping people outside in the, in the actual kitchen uh, is, is kind of, is really, really found, adds to the experience of the outdoor kitchen rather than going in and out. You can keep everything outside. Yeah. And then when we're talking about, you know, the, the, the planning or, or, you know, placement of some of these things, obviously in the indoor kitchen, we've got this you know, planning triangle has been like the tenant forever. And then uh, as kitchens have become larger, we've started talking more about zoning of, you know, uh, activity and, you know, secondary sinks and all that kind of thing to be able to maintain the flow of the space. So I'm imagining like the outdoor kitchen, you know, you still want to have some decent flow and, and work sort of you know, so you're not walking all over the place, but I think it feels like it would probably be a little bit more of a flexible or an open sort of area where maybe you're, you really do focus more on the zones of, hey, we're sort of sitting over here and we're cooking over here and we're, you know, the beverage center is over here. Is that something that I'm um, feeling is correct or do you feel that, like it's still the, the that, triangle? That's correct. I mean, it can be coming from an interior background, again, that triangle and that's, it's it's been kind of key from, uh, from in the design from the very start, but we, we, we try and apply the same principles to how you design an interior kitchen to outdoors. Uh, but I would say because of the sizes, um, uh, we do tend to work in more zones. So again, if we have got pizza, a, a pizza oven, you have we have to have an area for prep because you need a large counter space for pizza. So we do try and zone it again, try and keep maybe the bar area separate itself. You have your grilling zone, make sure you've got countertop either surface either side of your grill. So we really do try and make sure that them zones are functional for what they need it to be. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm wondering, like all of these elements that are outdoors, obviously we're at the mercy of, you know, the weather and the humidity and the heat and, you know, all these sorts of things. And we don't really have climate control as we would have in a house. Um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about the materials for all of these different elements that we're putting in. Obviously, you know, a barbecue is a barbecue grill. We all understand that component, but um, I'm imagining like materials and things would differ slightly from those that we would bring into a, a kitchen space that's indoors. Can you yeah, that's correct. run us through some of those? Uh, so everything outdoors needs to be, a, it's, it's faced with a lot more elements than of course an interior kitchen would. So for cabinetry, we're looking at stainless steel, uh, you, powder coated stainless so you can options for colors. Um, countertop material, uh, there's a material we really like to use called Decton. Um, it's made by the same guys who make Silestone. Uh, it's, you can use it, in it for an inside, 
But the real key difference is uh, compared to a quartz is it doesn't have any resin in the product. So it's UV stable and that's really important. Um, it's also stain resistant, completely scratch proof, heat proof. Um, so it really can stand up to the elements um, when it's left outside for, for, for a year. You can come back, you can really easily clean it down uh, and then you can get cooking in the spring. Um, so, so yeah, everything needs to be a lot more durable outside. Um, and that's one consideration. Of course, sometimes um, that can affect the cost. People sometimes, um, sometimes, or everybody wants an outdoor kitchen, but sometimes then the, the, the materials you need to invest in to make it, to have the longevity that you want, yeah. they're just more expensive. Uh, again, stainless steel, the Decton that we highly recommend, all of these are significantly more than what an interior cabinet um, and materials can cost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a, a lot of the, the, I'll say more economical as opposed to cheap. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it's it's really thin coating on particle board and, you know, you have one little hole or, you know, pin nail or something that went in there and moisture is going to get in there outside for sure, even if it is a covered space and, and swallow that material and it's going to break down and, and basically rot on you. So yeah, no, you definitely would need to have something that even if it's not directly in the elements, it's still at the mercy of, you know, different humidity and everything outside, I would imagine. So um, what about appliances? Uh, you can't really go and buy an indoor fridge and put it outdoors, can you? Or No, no, no. Um, it's again, you need the insulation for an outdoor fridge is a lot more than in because uh, it needs to be able to handle them um, temperature fluctuations. It needs to be able to keep the air cold on one of them 40 degree days we've had this year and um, so there's a lot more uh, insulation. You do find that the, the prices of them, um, and they're more specialty because there's just not as many available on the market, but they need to be engineered to, uh, to withstand the temperature fluctuations. So they are, they are built differently, um, especially the materials. I'll just kind of put back on that. They, they need to be, uh, some of these uh, appliances that we use outdoors, like pizza ovens, like, like charcoal grills, you can be dealing with a, a lot of temperature than what you uh, than what you'd be dealing mm, with. Yeah, of course. So, so of course, combustibility is a big a big thing that people need to consider. Um, and again, these 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 cabinets and the materials that we make use to construct the kitchens, they need to be with, able to withstand these high temperatures. That potentially, uh, again, in the worst case scenario, that they uh, that they can withstand that. Um, so again, we can't use wood for an outdoor kitchen. It all has to be metal. Uh, we do have a couple of different styles of kitchen. Cabinetry is the most popular for residential because it, it really is like taking an interior kitchen outside. Um, but we also do the, the more traditional kind of stone clad structures, uh, but all them structures are made of uh, aluminum, uh, all fire rated. Um, mm. And but that's, so that's when we talk about materials outside, that's something we really need to consider as well. And do you find that, um, uh, that people sort of gravitate more towards stone or or stainless steel like is there or sort of just a split like do you find like there's more of a trend um to yeah, one def definitely the, the definitely the cabinetry um like the cabinetry does give you the form and function of an interior kitchen outside and that's what people especially on the residential side that's what people are looking for um we do a lot of commercial projects as well and storage isn't a big deal in a, in a multi-family um high rise when they're in the outdoor space people aren't looking to come and store 
items yeah. down. So, so the stone clad structures are perfectly fine for that. They are a little bit less expensive, but when we do residential projects, people want that cabinetry uh, outside. Yeah. Um, again, the trash pullouts are included in almost in every kitchen. Outdoor kitchen cooking can be quite messy at times. So <laughs> then having them, having them, um, them kind of features that you would have in an interior kitchen really, really is great. Yeah, so things that I would also think about including in an interior kitchen would be some, some lighting and, um, you know, maybe some sound like integrated sort of speakers and all of that kind of stuff. Is that, are those things that you would typically bring in or uh, that people ask for? Lighting especially. Lighting is one of the things that often goes unnoticed or, or not thought about. Uh, and it's even more important on an outdoor kitchen because because uh, when you when it goes dark, you there's no way of seeing. So <laughs> most most of the grills have lights on them, um, but they don't really give a, a functional prep light and, and a work and a task light. Um, so if we can, we always try to kind of raise that to clients. Most uh, most people do look to have some sort of structure, and then we try to incorporate some lighting into that. Um, so lighting is super important outside. Um, otherwise, you can't kind of see what you're prepping, what you're cooking. Um, and then, of course, speakers. Speakers are got more I mean, popular. If you're gonna have a party in the kitchen, you have to like, you know, have some sound and be able to dance and stuff, right? For sure. I mean, audio visual has got a lot more popular. Um, people, oh, of even, course, video. You can have like TVs out there and watch the game, and you know, like all totally. that. Totally. I mean, even even if it's like, um, I'd say fifty percent of the guys want the game on. Uh, but then we also you've got like people like to cook watching YouTube videos, and yeah. and we've had a. So we get a lot of requests that people enjoy cooking out the kitchen, learning from the YouTube video. They've got to put on the big screen. Uh, so, so the TV does add a lot of elements, kind of. Uh, and of course, social. that TV also needs to be rated for outdoors, right? That's correct. Samsung do a line of um, they call them the stadium ones that they mm. are outdoor rated. Um, but yeah, again, they need to be. The thing with the outdoor TVs, of course, they need to be uh, weather resistant, but they need to be so much brighter than what an interior yeah. TV does. I mean, it's uh, some of the, the nit ratings on them, is, it, it's crazy how bright these things get, but they have to get that bright so you can see them in the sunlight. And that's the thing that you're paying for, as well as the weatherproofing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd still want them to be covered. You wouldn't want them like out in the rain. Yeah, I, I mean, some of them some of them are like the waterproof rating, they are designed to be outdoors. Really? Uh, we always encourage having, if you, if you invest in that sort of, um, if you're investing in that sort of technology outside, then trying to have some sort of overhang or cover, if possible, then it's always advisable. Oh, I've got a hot tub. I'm thinking maybe I should get a TV there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that a lot of people like to have a, a structure of some kind. So obviously, like, depending on what your house is and whatever, like if you have a deck, you know, you could cover it. Or if you go into the garden and yard and you can basically build a, a pergola or what have you. And I'm imagining that you would then be also be able to deal with any city permitting and all that kind of thing, because um, anytime you build a, a, a structure of any kind, especially if you're adding to the covered space of your house, it increases the FSR um, right. on your property and the cities like to make sure that you're below a certain threshold and all that kind of thing. So that is just something I just like to throw out there because people, have, oh, I just build whatever I want. Well, no, you can't always just build whatever you want. You do yeah. sometimes have to really make sure that you're doing your due diligence ahead of time. So I'm assuming that that's something that you guys would also be able to take care of. That's right. Yeah, of course. Um, the, the, 
the covers are, especially in Vancouver, um, we, we have mild enough seasons that we can cook all year round. The only yeah. thing that inhibits us from doing that is the rain. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, that's, we always kind of, if, you can, if the potential to have a cover, everything we install is fully weather resistant. It can be left outside in any climate. Uh, and it's good for, but, it, but it's the usability that's the key with the cover, uh, yeah. is you just need to have it covered for that rain. Yeah, well, it gives you a little bit of the shade in the summer, a little bit of the, 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 the rain protection, maybe not so much for wind. I mean, if it's driving wind is, you know, <laughs> 90 <laughs> degrees to your structure, then, you know, you're still going to get stuff in there. But I mean, there's also ways that you can mitigate some of that, like for, you know, if you're not in, you know, balmy Vancouver with very few mosquitoes and you're sort of more into the prairies and ac across the country here um you know having uh bunk screens and things that you know sort of move up and down similar to like a um like a, a blind or what have you to try and mitigate some of the, the bugs and so forth that's also something that you could probably integrate into there i would imagine yeah some of them structures now they're getting they're they're fantastic they've got they've incorporated led lights they've got the screens um, they've got the louvered roofs. I really, I'm, I'm a big fan of the louvered roofs. Uh, again, because that gives you the best of both worlds. When it, uh, it allows you to get, have the sun in, uh, when you went, and it get, gets the smoke out as well, which of course, mm, yeah, um, which is a, a, which is a consideration. Um, but then also when when you get that spontaneous shower, you can just close yeah. the louvers up and carry on cooking. Yeah, nice. So, um, what are some of the biggest trends that you're seeing in outdoor living? Um, of course, cabinetry I touched on. Um, people want to replicate the interior of their home outdoors. Uh, so uh, Vancouver is very kind of very contemporary uh, in its design. Uh, and again, just people trying to replicate contemporary design aesthetic outdoors has been is 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 has been very popular. Um, and that's where then the cabinets come in uh, because they are again they're very clean looking. Um, they fit within the visuals of the exterior. Um, also specialty appliances. And can people do realize that, hey, we can do a lot more outside, different styles of cooking outside than we can do on the interior. So again, pizza ovens, charcoal smokers, everyone's probably seen the big eggs. Um, yeah. um, they give off a lot of smoke when you get them going, but they, that's, you, can, you can introduce all these different styles of cooking you can't do it on the interior so people we often find that people like to have some sort of specialty cooking zone um on on their in, incorporated into the kitchen yeah that's great um yeah and then we also just touched on sort of like that luber style roof and mm -hmm. you know different um elements like from like the tvs and the sound and all i feel like you know as time goes on like we're we're getting a little bit more refined in what we're ex our expectations are. If we're going to invest in something that is an outdoor space and a kitchen this way, gone are the days for, for many who are like really focused on trying to get this sort of space um, created for themselves. It, you know, the, you know, barbecue with your umbrella out there or like <laughs> in your jacket, like, you know, that that's just not enough anymore for a lot of people, right? They really do want to have that, you know, full on entertaining space and all that kind of thing. But of course, like anything in renovation or building, it comes with a price tag. So we've talked a little bit throughout our conversation here that all of these elements are going to cost you a little bit more 
um, or a lot more depending on what you're choosing um, comparative to something that you would be putting on the inside of your house. So, so I know it's really hard to say what a budget would be because it really does depend on what the brief is from the client. Like you're mentioning earlier, like a big family that's getting together and you have like, you know, 30 people that are like your, your, <laughs> your, your relatives that are all coming over versus someone who just wants a more intimate space that has maybe like a six or eight person capacity. Um, so what, what sort of range are we talking about maybe for like the smaller option and maybe, you know, something that's quite a bit more extravagant? The starting point really is around 20,000. Uh, and that will probably look to get you kind of seven to eight foot with a, with a grill uh, and potentially a fridge. Um, uh, but that would be on the kind of the lower end spec. Um, and then of course, we often, do kitchen, <laughs> we, often we often do kitchens at 80,000 80, plus. I and mean, we're doing a a few in West Van now that are well into the six figures. Um, so again, there's there's uh, there's there's the, the, the whole um, range can go from about twenty thousand all the way up. Yeah, um, and then that, would that just be for the sort of like the kitchen and whatever itself? And do you guys also then help with the landscaping? Because a lot of us already have a yard that has some landscaping in it. You're not starting with a brand new build. So would you be able to like create like that stone pathway from a door to the garden area or, you know, some do some plantings and all that kind of thing as well? Typically, we, we just specialize in the actual design and the install of the actual kitchen components. Right. So, um, so we, we, we tend to we, we, we work alongside lots of little landscapers, but we tend to be that specialist trade that uh, for the outdoor kitchen part. Uh, and then we 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 leave that back to the other guys, the specialty guys for that. For yeah, fair enough, because I mean, I would imagine that you would want to like sort of green up your space a little bit after you guys have done your construction, right? Because that yes. makes some everything feel a little bit more indoor, outdoor, sort of bringing nature towards you and all that kind of thing. So that's good to know. We, we, tend, we tend to be a, a, a component of a larger project, of a larger project. So people are renovating the whole backyard and they know they want the kitchens part of that. Right. Um, and that's then that's where we kind of, we take care of that element. Awesome. Okay. And then um, I guess the, the last question I have for you would be, when should we start planning an outdoor kitchen? Because everyone's well, going to want it for the summer. So when do we start planning? At this point with the supply chain issues right now, like we are booking up into February, March um, already. And last year, um, it caught so many people um, off that they were, we always get it. That first sunny weekend in May, the website hits go crazy and everybody wants it for Labor Day. Or, or August long weekend, and it's just it, by the time you go through the planning process. I mean, even even in a, even in past years, we were used to say eight weeks from start to finish uh, from ordering the cabinets, countertops. Um, but now we're looking fourteen weeks for cabinets. So it's again, these the supply chains are adding a real uh, element to to timelines for people. So okay. I can't. It's, we're booking into spring, summer, very soon. Um, yeah. So, so basically, people start now. Start planning now. Oh, no. <laughs> but I, I tell people too, like, there's never a slow time. Just if you want something, let's just get you going. Let's start the the planning process and just get it going on. And I think I think kind of as well though. Do not just a, do not just these unusual supply chain issues. It's it's more uh, outdoor kitchens need to be thought of whatever state, if you're building a, a, a new custom home, the outdoor kitchen needs to be thought of 
well ahead for services, yeah. service locations. The amount of times we've been out there and it's six inches too short or this the plumbing that they've had in is just wrong. And, and it, so it needs to be thought of as, uh, as a component of the house, as anything else would, the bathroom or the kitchen, um, to make sure that everything is where it needs to be, you get all the services in there. Um, the amount of time it is a couple of years ago, it used to be still an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and, and the amount of times you said, well, we can't do this, we can't do that because this isn't being accounted for. Um, now it's getting better. It really is, is a, it's becoming a standard, especially in Vancouver. Um, outdoor kitchens are becoming a very standard on almost every build. Um, so they are being thought ahead of time, but again, that's moving our recommendation. Just to, if you if you have got some building process going on, is to is to get ahead of it and just make sure everything you want out there is accounted for. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, like the services, like getting your electrical out there, getting your I mean supply lines for for water. I always say are the easy part. It's the drainage yes. that is the hard part, and okay. you know making sure that you've got all of that in place because a lot of that is in the ground. And you yes. got to dig and trench and get it inspected, and and it has to tie into your home, and on and on and on. So it's 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 not easy to do after the fact, or not as easy to do after the fact. Anything can be done, really, but um, always it, easier to kind of have it front of mind as you're you know going through your build. And and as outdoor kitchens kind of develop as their own into their own category, there used to be that niche kind of area like years ago. Now they've become their own full fledged category of that, um, and. Building inspectors uh, regulations are becoming more of a thing that we deal with. Um, and again, hood fans, if, if it's a covered space, you need to consider that, hey, the, the building inspector might require a hood fan for mm -hmm. your outdoor kitchen. Uh, and again, that trying to put in ventilation after the fact is a real problem. Um, so when it comes to planning outdoor kitchens, it, you really need to be taken um, seriously as you do plan an interior or a bathroom or. Yeah, no, exactly. All right, like, no, this has been like really great information. I'm hoping that, you know, people who are listening to this particular episode are, are gleaning some really great sort of information and tips to, you know, kind of chew on as they're thinking about what they would want for their space outside. Um, assuming someone is ready to like, okay, I'm going to plan now for, you know, in 2022 or, or, you know, whatever year you happen to be listening to the show. Um, how would someone get in touch with you if they were interested in, in you know, at least even just chatting with you about, you know, what their needs are and what that might look like. Uh, so we've got uh, best, best, best place to get in contact with us is our website. Uh, so that's uh, SherwoodOutdoorKitchens.com. Uh, we have a form filled there uh, that asks a few questions uh, and, and then that will come directly to us in the team and then, and then we can take it from there. But yeah, go to the website. Yeah. Okay. And we'll be sure to have that in the show notes. Um, so I always like to sort of close out the show with a couple of fun questions for my guests and it's nothing too stressful or no anxiety, uh, producing stuff. It's just, it's a couple of fun things. So the first question is, what would you like to change or renovate most in your own home? And in the case of this outdoor kitchen conversation, do you have one or would you want to put one in or what would you want I, to change if no, you had it? I do have one and I've been, I've been banned. Uh, to fact, I'm not allowed any more outdoor appliances. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would have a cover. That's my biggest thing. Is, uh, I, I like it's um, our spot. We've got a fairly large balcony uh, at our house uh, and it comes off the kitchen, which is great. Um, but I need a cover. 
right. I, 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 I'm the guy in the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't I, that uh, always the way? The shoemaker's kids don't have shoes. Like the no. renovator has, does, has like half a house that's been finished and uh, the outdoor kitchen guy doesn't have a cover. That's awesome. <laughs> um so, so what what I, appliance I, 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 what, what, okay. what what elements do you have outside do you have a pizza oven do you have a a, a smoker so I, i've got i've got um i've got a wolf grill um i've got a fridge uh, i've got a traeger which is a wood-fired oven uh i've got an uni pizza oven uh which is highly recommend they are fantastic little pizza ovens compact um i've got a primo which is like an egg smoker um so, and then we've got another little charcoal grill, which is, uh, this is probably one of my favorite ones. I take that camping all the time, but that one's my favorite one to cook on, actually. <laughs> nice. All right, so uh, make sure you invite me over next time you have a party. I want to see all these things. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't get many invites for, for dinner parties turned down. <laughs> no, for sure, right? Uh, the second question is, are you handy? And if you are, um, what's your favorite tool? And if you're not handy, uh, what do you think would be the most fun to use? I'm not that handy. I'm more on the design side, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the handiest. However, I have installed award-winning outdoor kitchens, so I give myself that. I, in, in the early days, you do everything when you when you're in yeah. a business. Uh, but I can't say I'm that handy. Uh, but I think um, maybe a sledgehammer. You know, so many people say that it's just so satisfying <laughs> to do the demo, go. right? I, yeah, I, I'm good at the demo side. Yeah, for sure. Well, again, Matt, it's been really great having you on the show today. Um, and again, I hope for those that were listening and tuning into the show that uh, you, you glean some really cool information and that you reach out to Matt here if you're interested in, in an outdoor kitchen. And if you like what we were sharing on the show, be sure to like, follow and comment. And of course, you can check out our other episodes. Great. Ciao for now. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.